Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everybody, it's your favorite WGN-TV announcer, Mike Toomey. Do yourself a favor and download the... You know what? I would never say that. I would never call myself your favorite TV announcer. They're just promos, Mike. You right. read them. But I would never say that. But like, just read the promo, man. I would, yeah. I would never say it. Tell like, people to download Like it. I'm saying, I'm your favorite. Of all the people that do this, I'm the one you we like. We need the, people to listen. So, I'd, so it's like, the world's greatest newspaper television podcast. That's the dumbest name. That's what we're right. looking for. That's, 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 that's supposed to be dumb. That's, that's, that's what you call it. Well, it just rolls off the tongue. It's the name of the TV station. Yeah, and oh. then we but we just... call it something for short. Wow. You'll have to read that later. Yeah. You're listening to the world's greatest newspaper television podcast, or WGN-TVP for short. Well, that's better. I like that you've shortened it up. It's the podcast you've never listened to. Well, that part you got right. Greatest podcast. It's the greatest podcast you've never listened to. Doing us, John Wayne. This is the greatest podcast you've never listened to, Pilgrim. I doubt that Pilgrims listen to podcasts. You <laughs> think like when they when they came over on the Mayflower, it passed the time. They had like earbuds in, and they're like, "This is this is a really good podcast. It's about turkeys." <laughs> like this one guy does a turkey podcast every week. Like, did you hear that new turkey podcast? Yeah, this is really good. How about uh, Greg <laughs> the Vampire? All right. Uh, uh, yeah, this is the world's greatest newspaper television podcast. Uh, I'm your old pal, Greg. Blah. Blah. Doing his Bigfoot. You know what? Uh, I th- I, actually, podcasts are like really dumb. Like, like, is there anybody who doesn't have a podcast? Skip Parker. You're listening to... Now, he would actually enjoy this. He would actually... <laughs> he would totally get into it. You're listening to the world's greatest newspaper television podcast. I'm your host, Skip Parker. And he'd never leave. He would like, how about if I just hang around here with you guys? And I got nothing going on the rest of the day. This is this is WGN Television 9. Channel 9. Channel 9, Chicago. Chicago. Coming to you from atop the John Hancock building. Welcome to the world's greatest newspaper television podcast. I'm Brian Say. And I'm Ross McAbee. If you watch The Morning Show, you know the man who started us off there. That was Mike Toomey, the announcer for the 9 a.m. show on the WGN Morning News. Yeah, that was some really funny stuff, Brian, and thank goodness, because we need some funny stuff on this podcast. I don't know about you, but it's been lacking. That's true, and Mike's a really funny guy, so that's why we're going to do things a little bit different today. We're dedicating the entire show, well, most of the show, to our conversation with Mr. Toomey. That was a great decision, and uh, at the end of the show, we're going to listen to a few voicemails. That's right, but first, it's time for Riffing with Ross. Yeah! That's right. How Man, excited are you for, I'm very excited. for this riff? We had a day of redemption here at WGN, and uh, why don't you tell all of our listeners about what happened and why it's going viral, pretty much. So, yeah, it all started in 2010. Uh, there was This was way before our time. Yeah. We, we uh, were, were children. Yes. Well, well teenagers. We were, well, some of us. Let's were. not do that math. 
Uh, it was way before our time, and they, they tried to have a, a bridge implosion. They carried it live here on right. the morning show, and they cut away for just a brief second. To Paul Conrad, of all people. Uh-huh, and he actually says in the clip, right. you know, you keep the picture. Yeah. Oh, go ahead and yeah. show the picture, but uh, today, yeah. as you get going, we have temperatures that are into the 30s around here. Are you, are you kidding, kidding, me? kidding me? Who did that? What? Wow. And then for that, literally like four seconds, that's when the bridge imploded. Yeah. And it just has become part of of the lore of the morning show. And yesterday, you were in the newsroom. Yeah. You saw this on the internet. Yeah, I'm always on Bridgewatch. uh... Bridgewatch.com. Yeah. Big shout out to them. Big sponsor. Check it out. Uh, Bridgewatch 2019. That's what I was hashtagging it. Uh, It was the Tippensee Bridge. And so I'm like calling Mike Wilder, executive producer, and I'm like, hey, there's this bridge implosion could happen at any time. Maybe you guys want to take it. And I immediately knew right. that everything had to be dropped, that this was our focus, <laughs> that we need to, to make this a thing. So we went to break, we came back, and within within five seconds. Yeah. I think it, it was, you couldn't have timed it better. Explosion Authority, WGN Morning News. Oh! oh! And we just got back just in time. Yes. <laughs> what are the chances? Huh? It's awesome to see those things fall because it looks like it's slow motion. When I but see it in so my mind big, right now. It's like, when I see it in my head right now, it's in slow motion. Yeah, it's amazing. The whole moment. It was amazing. It's a team effort. That's the best part of it. Right. Team and effort. Killed it. It's viral now. And uh, you can thank Brian for being the mastermind. And you can really thank me. This redemption story comes to a close by me taking full credit. I mean, it was all me. Yeah, or blind luck. You know, you come out of a commercial break, you just happen to hit it five seconds early. Well, it was an act of God. Right, and it's better to be lucky than good. Well, I'll take what I can get. But hey, seriously, thanks for making that call. Hey, no problem, man. Anytime. like to see you succeed. Just not too much. Keep propping me up, buddy. Yeah. Time now for Conversations with the World's Greatest. This week, Mike Toomey. Mike is the announcer for the 9 a.m. show here on WGN. As a stand-up comic, he's been making audiences laugh for more than 37 years. Wow. When he's not announcing for the old number nine, he's playing one of your favorite TV characters. He's also the man who puts me and Ross on television way more than we deserve. <laughs> Mr. Toomey joins us now. So, hey, you think you're pretty funny, huh? I'm thinking, like, if anybody's listening and they hear the 37 years, but Jesus, how old is That's this guy? How old are My you? Gosh. Just get it out there. I have to say, <laughs> though, the first time I ever did comedy, I was 16 years old. That's pretty wow. young. And professionally, 18. What, well, how were you struck at such a young age? That's what I always wanted to do. And then uh, in high school, I did a talent show. I was 16 years old. And I'm like, as soon as I get out of high school, I'm getting into comedy. Right. Sure you are. And I did. I started going to comedy clubs, doing open mic nights at 18 what was the first one? Uh, this place called the Comedy Cottage in Rosemont. There's like a Hyatt Hotel sitting there now, but uh, that was the place where people could go. And uh, on Thursdays and Sundays, they'd have you go up and do five minutes, which doesn't seem long, but it's an eternity. Yeah. It's the longest yeah. amount of time you could ever be up there. And uh, it went it went pretty well, you know. But it's funny, the first time, <laughs> the first time I did like a Sunday 
And there was like a lot of people because it was like a holiday the next day. And uh, I actually thought, <laughs> I thought like, because I went to like Woodfield Mall the next day with my friend, <laughs> I actually thought people were going to recognize me. <laughs> like I thought the, the room held like 120 people. Right. So maybe one of those people <laughs> would, be, would Woodfield. be at Woodfield the next day and at the same place. We're like right outside Hickory Farms. Hey, great job last night. Are you that guy with... You're putting your hood up. Are you hey, that guy with the Jordache jeans that was on stage last night? Did you sign a lot of autographs? Yeah, no autographs. I was, I was, I was really thinking that I was going to get recognized. <laughs> so stupid. Oh, man. What was your uh, like big influence, like comedian-wise? Com- comedically? Or, yeah. Uh, George Carlin. Um, okay. My brother had this album called Class Clown. That's the one where he does seven words you can't use on television. Right. And I had to listen to it with the headphones plugged in, you know, and just like one ear on the headphones and one ear making sure my parents weren't yeah. coming so they wouldn't hear the, uh, um, that I was listening to the horrific language. But he is the best comic ever because, uh, one, he's really smart, plays to the top of his intelligence, and his material reads well as, as well as sounds great. He just mastered the language, and I always loved that, and I always wanted to be that too, like, Find the the ways to use the words like he did, and and his and his speaking was very rhythmic. It'd be up here, then it'd be down there, and they'd be right. talking about this. He's talking about it's, it's interesting because he wasn't monotonous and he was smart and he, you know challenged his audience. So you're still you still do stand up? How often? Yeah, you? um, I would say like thirty weekends a year, probably thirty okay. to forty. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's still kind of. Every weekend, if I can. Let's uh, let's focus on uh, Channel Nine. Yeah. When did you start here, WGN? Um, I I had been on the show a couple times as a guest. The first time I ever appeared as a guest on the show was in 1999, and I remember it: Larry Potash, Joni Lum, and uh, Mike Bars, and I believe Paul Conrad too <laughs> were up on the uh, the desk with me. And uh, uh, after that, subsequent you know guest appearances when I was promoting something. But the last one that I did as a guest was in 2003 and I met this guy who had just started working here as a producer Jeff Hoover and uh, we had never met Uh, I was familiar with his work but I didn't know it was him and we hit it off like instantly and um, I told excuse me I told Jeff I said you know I watch this show every morning when I get my kids ready for school and I I think of things that might work on here and he's like send them in so anyway I sent Jeff uh, an idea and I put myself in it you know, so that not only will maybe my idea sure. get used, but I get some Brilliant. TV time too. And it was a bit about Batman giving tips on trick-or-treating for kids, you know. And I, that was the first character I ever done on the show was my Adam West character with the bad Batman costume and all that stuff. So then he's like, oh, it's great if you get any more. So naturally, I, I came up with an idea for Thanksgiving. You know, it's Batman again saying what I'm thankful for. And that got on. Then... um I came on the show again as Batman for the toy drive. It was the very first toy drive they oh, ever wow. did in 03. Wow. Okay. And then we, I wrote a bit for New Year's Eve where I was like the old man saying goodbye to the year before the new, baby New Year took <laughs> sure. over. And then it got to be like, hey, so do you have an idea for um, Valentine's Day? And then I did my first Russell B. Johnson bit on the show, uh, huh. you know, uh, about dating tips and stuff. Yeah. So then it was after that I did a thing for um, Easter for you know whatever other holidays came up, I just kept coming up with them. And St. Patrick's Day, it's the first time I did Lord of the Limerick. You <laughs> okay. know, so it was just like pulling this stuff out. Right. Right. Hey, what do you got for St. Patrick's some point, Day? It's oh like, yeah, I hey. got something. Sure, <laughs> right. I didn't. But then right. you know, all of a sudden, so the characters just flew flew out of you as as need. Yeah. That first year, that's pretty much how it happened. So 
Lord of the Limerick, and I'm like, okay, how do I sell it? The teeth was the last part. It's like, it just looks like me with a, with a you know, green on and a beard. So then, I, I don't know if it was my wife or, or me or whatever, we said like, oh, the teeth, that's perfect. Yeah, and that right. just totally doesn't look like me anymore, right. and that's what makes it different. I can barely understand you. Right, <laughs> right. right. When sometimes they fall out, what I'm right. talking it's such a, this such year a I an gave exact you, science. Last year I gave you some gum to make sure that they're yeah, in there. Yeah, that's what I do. I just keep jamming gum denture in there. Cream. Sticking it up. I tried denture cream. It made me almost puke in my mouth. It was, oh, I bet. That was the worst. That's nasty. But then after St. Patrick's Day, hey, what well, do you want to do something for opening day? And I said, yeah, how about a sportscaster who's been with the Cubs in the booth, but he never gets in. And every time he looks like he's going to get something else. So that was the birth of Skip Parker, and that was on the rooftops on Sheffield across from, <laughs> right. from oh, Wrigley. Wow. And uh, I have that on YouTube. You can look it up. It okay. Skip's first appearance, and it was Larry and Rose Antea's. And, hey, uh, we got a broadcaster. How come I've never seen you? I mean, well, Larry, you know, I'm one of those uh, fill-in kind of guys. Uh, I'm always there in case, uh, you know, Chip Carey might pull a vocal cord or something and I'm ready to go you know so I just and then I thought it was gonna be a one-time shot you know and uh here we are still filling in 15 years later he's he's still filling but he's actually getting FaceTime camera time so uh tell me about Eddie and Jobo when did that start (laughs) that started I I don't know exactly when I want to say five six years ago um before I was working here every day a lot of times Hoover would leave and he would call me and we would talk on his way home, on his drive home. And right around that time of day, that's when those commercials were always on. So I'd be talking to him, and I'd see it. And I'm like, these Eddie and Jobo commercials are ridiculous. You know, you can buy it over the phone. <laughs> and we just like thought it was so funny that they were doing it. And the biggest thing that I, the funniest thing that I found with those commercials was looking at the guy who wasn't talking. You know, like when Jobo's talking, look at Eddie when Eddie's just yeah, talking. Right. He's, you know, they'd nod and smile. <laughs> like, yeah, that makes a whole lot of sense, yeah, man. Right. And we just thought it was, like, so funny. <laughs> and then we do the fantasy costumes thing every year. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's so challenging, as you guys know, because you were there this year. Yeah, it was it's amazing. It's so challenging yes. because yeah. have, little what, have we already done time. this? Yeah. What's current? What's funny? You know, so we just found these costumes. Eddie and Jobo don't dress the way we dress as them, but we found these ABBA costumes. <laughs> right. And, like, well, these are Eddie and Jobo. We'll put them on. Right. So we put them on, and I got a blonde wig, and, and Jeff got the goatee and the wig and the earring and everything. So all of a sudden, we just walked up to Paul or Anna, whoever's ever doing it. It's like, what are you guys? We're Eddie and Jobo. <laughs> right. You could buy it over. And from there on, it was like it was, we were laughing yeah. ourselves. Like, we got to <laughs> make some bits about this. Uh-huh. So we just started. And it's, it doesn't, we don't look like them, really. We don't <laughs> right. really sound like <laughs> right. them. We don't dress like them. But it's Eddie and Jobo, you know. Right. It's just another vehicle for stupid things, yeah. you know. And, uh, you know, it doesn't always work. You know, that was that was a, a real hit or miss and still is to this day a very hit or miss thing. Yeah. And it's um, like a lot of people ha- hate when we do it. Yeah. Some people really like when but we like do it. But like it's a Christmas. Ed, Eddie and Jobo save Christmas. Eddie and Jobo the night Christmas. Before oh, Christmas, it's a staple. Yeah. yeah. All the, I mean, there were so many. Eddie and Jobo, the movie. Um, Eddie and Jobo in space. Eddie and Jobo <laughs> meet Frankenstein. <laughs> You know, we we just did so many of those, but there's a couple. Like one time, we went to the auto show, and figured we walk around talking to people. I can't can't miss here, right? Well, it sucked. It was the worst, one of the worst things we ever did, and we couldn't get anybody who was engaging or funny. We put like a like a minute and a half package together, and it still was, admittedly, pretty bad. Yeah. And then one time it was uh, Shakespeare Day. Talk like Shakespeare Day. 
So we said, let's be Eddie and Jobo and Shakespearean. And we got the costumes and we did it. And uh, like Hoover was holding a skull and we were just, and it just was so bad. <laughs> you could buy a auto insurance. Or, you know, it, it just, we both felt like so terrible when we got done. Right. And then to make matters worse, we just got shellacked on the Facebook and the right. you know, voicemail right. and stuff. And we just felt like, oh, we, we should, we need to kill them. We need to do a funeral, <laughs> right? Like do an Eddie and Jobo funeral, right. just like so that we're it's symbolic as well as maybe funny that we're just putting these because it was so bad that we're putting this to rest. But fortunately, we didn't. And a couple bits after that were were well received. And they were sure. like in on the joke, right? On one of them. I mean, they've been oh pretty God, supportive yeah. of. Oh, that's what I was yeah. going to ask. Yeah, because were, you basically kept their careers alive by imitating them, keeping them afloat. <laughs> well, Eddie said Eddie loves it. Like he really loves yeah. it. Like you know, he'll whenever he and I are together he'll be like look i'm beside myself like he loves it like <laughs> jobo i you know he kind of retired and went to freeport and he's yeah. doing and i i never was sure that he totally loved it he played along um and you know part of you was gonna say that's flattering that they're imitating me but part of me is like man i don't talk like that right. <laughs> man i don't say over the phone you know it's like but eddie like he said it he goes it's like having your own bobblehead you know it's yeah. like like he's keeping right. keeping their name out right. there more, right. and um, you know I've done his podcast, and and he's he's got a great sense of humor. His dad Harry Volkman was a weatherman here for years. Yeah, that's right. You know, so he's got a connection here, and he came one time when Jeff and I did Eddie and Jobo. We decided they were going to run for president, and Courtney Hall was like interviewing oh, yeah. us, and then they're like anybody in the audience have a question? And you look and it's just Eddie sitting there by himself going, guys, isn't this getting kind of old? <laughs> like that was his right. question. <laughs> Come on, really? So no, he's got a great sense of humor about it. And every time we do it, he reposts it, right. you know, and he's always on the lookout for it. One of the funniest things to me was Jeff, I think went to an Easter egg hunt with, as Jobo <laughs> with, with the real Eddie. Yeah. Cause Eddie, I was, right. cause I was back here. I couldn't oh, go. Oh man, yeah. he's shooting out. <laughs> They're shooting out like, they do the helicopter drop with the eggs. Oh, God, it was hilarious. Well, that's the most fun with Jeff, too, especially live. You're like, okay. Yeah. You're almost like, what is he going to do Scoobity doobity. next? <laughs> like, oh, my God. Right. You know, when he starts going into something, you're like, oh, okay. Ooh. How do I transition? Like, is he going to cross the line here? You know. But that's, that's what everything. I will say this about Jeff. Like, remarkable talent. And, like, like I said, we just met by chance when I was a guest on the show. But... He and I like oh and, and work well together because we're so different in the way we present. Like I'm a little bit more cerebral and more about getting the words right, and Jeff is so physical and, oh, yeah. and oh, good. Yeah, like yeah. and so yeah, right. he can play very broad and and just he is fearless. Like he'll take a chance where I'm like a little more guarded. Like yeah, right. oh I don't think I should say that. And later I'm like why didn't I say it? Right, right. You know that would have taking us to the next level but he's never afraid to do that stuff and he's he's like really good at it and like when we do the the, the bears fans thing we also didn't talk about <laughs> right. no yeah. super fans i mean yeah. that's just the george went and the guys who do it you know yeah. and we i think i wrote that cars you know the bears and you know went over and we're like okay let's do another one let's do another one we probably have, what do we what did you say we had like 10 10 bear songs like 14 or 14 something bear like songs <laughs> and, and a couple we did for the blackhawks people too. keep asking for them, yeah so yeah yeah, yeah. Do you have a uh, favorite moment at WGN that stands out? One that you would put at the top? Well, yeah, it's pretty simple. Um, also, within that first year, Adam West came on the show as a guest. And, uh, you know, of course, I've been imitating him and 
that's my favorite show. And I kind of was like idolized him and thought, wow, he's going to be on the show. This is great. Let's do it. And me and Hoover are putting the ideas together. And we got this, this friend of ours to be Robin. And never once thinking, God, what if he hates this? Like, what if he's insulted by it? What if he thinks it sucks? What right. if he's a jerk? Right. You know? You're really, really taking a risk here because you don't want to ruin any of yes. this. You know, if, if we don't, if we do nothing, it's still great. Right. So um, he was there at the desk with Larry doing shtick, and then we came in, and I, I gave him a certificate, you know, a certificate of excellence for impersonating me for all these years. You are a master thespian. And uh, he goes, thanks, I hope I got it right. You know, and he like totally went with it, yeah, totally awesome. laughed, and then... When we went to break, I'm like, okay, maybe he was playing for the camera. And, and uh, he looks and he goes, you know, you really got that bat speak down, don't you? And uh, <laughs> That's great. awesome, yeah. And I took a picture with him, and yeah. um, he signed a, a color picture I had of him in the Batman outfit. He wrote it, to Bat Mike. And he's like, see what I did there? <laughs> <laughs> it's cool. So it was a great experience. Yeah, you like meet your heroes and they actually turn out to be nice. And, yeah, like right. right before we were about to walk out on them, I'm like, God, what if he hates <laughs> right. this? What if he's a jerk? You know. I yeah. remember like people asking me if skilling, skilling as nice as he seems like on air. I was like, actually came in my first time and he was super nice. I think he like took a picture with my mom yep. when I was interning. There's here. no one in the world <laughs> who is as advertised as, as Tom Skilling. Right. Like right. he, what you see is what you get. <clears throat> we went to a, a Cubs game one time, and we parked the car in the lot here. We get back, and it's my wife and my youngest son and me, and they had used the bathroom and stuff. We walked by the weather center, and he's in there. Yeah. So I brought him in, and he, next, he's asking my son, like, so where do you go to school? Uh, what are you studying? And, boy, you know what? Let's take a look at this weather map, and it's, it's really something. When, they, when these storms, they just come in out of nowhere, and you, some of them are more able, easy to predict than others. And boy, and he just right. had like a conversation right. with my wife and myself. Like, I didn't know you had such a good skilling. Oh, I tell you, boy, oh boy, uh, let's uh, let's take a further look at some of these uh, for some of these systems that are headed our way. And it was just he could not have been nicer to them. <laughs> yeah. and, and really, if he would have just really said, is. hi, how, nice to meet you both, right. that would have been the That's greatest day right. for them. But instead, he, like, took him in and showed sure. him stuff. And yep. just, you know, he just yeah, loves, cool. really, really loves his job. Like, no one loves their job more right. and loves to talk about it and, you know, share, right. it, share it with right. people. So, you know, I think we all in this room feel that we're lucky to work here. What do you think makes Channel 9 so special? Um, well, to start with, it's, I've, I've never seen a greater chemistry, you know, like the, the, you know, Paul, Larry and Robin didn't know each other. And it's just like, here's our person for this spot, this spot, and boy, they just like unbelievably magically just gelled and they're all great at what they do and, and smart and you know, good at doing the serious stuff when they have to do it, but also good at, you know, finding what's funny about it and like, and, and Robin is just like anywhere you, I don't know if you guys have this, but everywhere you go, the first thing people say is, how's Robin doing? Right. Where's Robin? Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. Say hello to Robin for her. She just like, everybody loves her. Like she just, people see her as like, oh, I could see her being my right. best friend. Every my, man. My, every best, yeah. my best friend. I could totally right. hang out with her. She could come over yep. to one of our family get, get togethers and fit right in. Right. You know, have a few and, Miller lights. Absolutely. Right. And it just, you know, and just Larry has that rare... Uh, blend of like the sense of humor and the the the, news the chops, yeah. you know. Oh, it just yeah. it's like no greater combination of those no. two things. 
is, is that he has. Right. That's like, what I always find like he sends me Larry's worlds that couldn't be more out there. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, he can do a whole block of news or talk politics or, yep. you know, and it's he puts great. that stuff together in between, like while somebody right. else is right. reading, he's, right. he's building for later in the show and delivering it. And it is impressive. It's, you know. And then Conrad's just a freak. And Paul's great. I mean, Paul's just, <laughs> I mean that lovingly. Yeah. He's just so, oh, yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> no, he's, he just, he gets there and every time he opens his mouth, he says the right thing, the right thing. That's funny. You know what I mean? Yep. Just amazing guy. Yeah, uh, you can play off of him on anything. Yep. Really. Quick, yeah. quick wit, great sense of humor, and goes on great rants. Great at what he does. Yep. Uh, today you showed me a photograph of oh, hey, 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 your wedding which, day. Which one? Oh, that one. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Got to be careful. Message. Yeah. Very loaded. Uh, tell us about mullet, Mike. Okay. I didn't have a mullet, dude. <laughs> okay. I I have this conversation with my kids too. I didn't have a mullet. It was. You know, shorter in the front, longer in the back, but... Oh, that's a mullet. It could, if it had been even shorter in the front and even longer in the back, then it's a mullet. It, it was like a modified in the mullet. Back. Like, when I had it, it wasn't even called that. It was just like... That's oh, so you're, yeah. you're the no, hipster. No, 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 you're no, no, the original it mullet. Was, the mullet's like really spiky in the front and like super like shoulder length. And I didn't have that. Can we have that photo and we can yeah, let our I'd viewers like to, decide? Like or our sure, listeners? absolutely. We want our listeners to Is decide. this a mullet? Yeah. Yeah, it's fine. Okay. Put that on the internet. That's yeah. a good question. Put a poll out there. Right. Um, People won't be able to get past how cool I look in well, the picture. Well, so that goes without saying. Yeah, they'll be like, God, that guy's super cool. Yeah, yeah. handsome. That guy's cool. Wow. His wife really got a... Hot one. She sure did. Yeah. How wow. did she bag that guy? Yeah. Wow. How did anybody? Yeah. yeah. Well, we'll put that on the poll. Too. But my wife still looks it's great, by the way. And I don't. <laughs> <laughs> so she got you there. That's what happens. Yeah. Bring, bring the, the mullet, mullet You know, if you yeah. kept the mullet, yeah, I think you'd probably still, you'd right. still be there. Hey, uh, favorite character that you do? And could we hear some of them? Um, I... I I kind of like doing William Henry Harrison. Like that's kind of fun because um, the the backstory is he was the president who had the shortest term in office, thirty two days, and then he died because he got a cold because he talked too long at his inauguration. It was cold and rainy, and he wouldn't stop. So I just thought that in itself is funny. Like he did it on a dare, and like nobody knew anything about his personality or what he sounded like, or you know. So I thought, what I can take liberties with this. I can make his personality anything I want. So I based it kind of on like a Phil Hartman type of mm-hmm. voice a little bit, and then just it just went its own way from there. But like, um, you know, he's like the wise guy. You know, like uh, he's Franklin Delano Roosevelt. We have nothing to fear but fear itself. And then William Henry Harrison's like, disco sucks. You know, like <laughs> if the bands are rocking, don't come a knocking. <laughs> you know, so he just like, you know, I always thought like he'd be like. You know, so Tyler, my my vice president, we're sitting there, and it's it's cold, it's raining, and people are out there, they're uncomfortable. And he's like, how long do you want me to do? He's like, I dare you to do an hour. I says, all right. By the time I'm done, it's like an hour and 45, and people are leaving, and I just keep going. This is hilarious. Didn't know it was going to kill me, but, you know. And my mom, my mother, she's like, hey, be sure to wear a hat. Wear a hat. Wear a, everybody's mom's always wear a hat. Yeah, shut up, you old buzzard, you know. Turns out, you know, whatever, probably still be alive today if they'd invented NyQuil. So that's that's why I like doing him. It's just yeah. like a goofy, right. sticky, you know, right. comedian type. But I also like Greg the Vampire because, uh, and Bigfoot's funny because Bigfoot is the uh, manifestation of the things that I hate. 
You know, right. you know, you just need an outlet for the yep. stuff that just annoys you in life. Mm-hmm. So um, I'll just if I if this really bothers me, I'll just write a Bigfoot sketch, and he and he's the guy who's 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 you know pissed off about it, not me. <laughs> Can we hear from Greg the Vampire? Yeah, Greg the Vampire is um, based on Bella Lugosi, of course. Anytime you start that way, like I say, the other one started with Phil Hartman and then went its own way. This start because Bella Lugosi was blah, you know. Hey, this is uh, I uh, prove highly of your choice. Blah. And um, the thing with him is he was still learning English, and he was quite proud of the fact that he had. Uh, learned how to speak English so when they offered him the role of Frankenstein he turned it down because he's like no I, I worked this hard to speak English and then Boris Karloff like took off with right. the role and you know he was later probably sorry he did it but I digress the, the, the thing is it started with that and sometimes Bela Lugosi like still learning the language yeah with the, 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 the fumble a little bit trying to get the right word out I you know just remembered that my card sparked in the one-hour zone. So so that's what Greg the Vampire was. He's always like, well, I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to say next because that, uh, you know, the guy over there is like, you know, stupid and he's dumb and, you know. So it's just that. And it's also, he's also a social commentator because right. if something's dumb, like I used to do a year-end with Greg every year. You know, he would just comment on the things that happened in the last year and if he doesn't like a song or a singer or something, you know, that's that guy dressed up like a crazy pilgrim or whatever, right. you know? So. And you can always end it with bleh. Bleh. <laughs> At the end of every everything is, until next time, bleh. <laughs> that one's fun to do. But it takes, you know, like, my makeup is the worst makeup job ever when I do Greg the Vampire. It still takes, like, like 20 minutes to put it on and 20 minutes <laughs> right. to take it off. And I'm complaining about that. You know, these guys, you know, the clowns, Bozo and Cookie, those yeah. guys, that was probably like a two-hour makeup oh, job yeah. every day. Yeah. And I, you know, my crappy makeup job takes 20 minutes, but you can't commit to that character live because then, unless you're going to be him the rest right. of the show, right, right, right. you can't just take that off no, and right. step back into doing something else. Where'd Lord but of the Limerick come, come from? I guess I just, it was in that, that first year where I'm like, okay, when they said, what do you got for, right, right. for St. Patrick's Day? Um, like the inspiration. I just thought, well, what's, what, what are people, what's a funny character? And I guess just the idea of limericks is funny and. You know, so I wrote a few for that first one, and then like every year, I would just write new ones and new ones. And I've, I, honest to God, since '04, every year since '04, I had to have, had to have written you know sixty of those things. Right. right. You know, and it's it gets challenging every year. You have to keep an eye on what happened in the last year that you can write that you can make a commentary on, because there's only so many jokes about okay, Robin's singing is bad, and right. Paul misses a lot of days of work, <laughs> and you know whatever. You're always sharing like nostalgic bits of TV history. I mean, like mm-hmm. your love of TV kind of shaped your thing. I mean, you do a whole show of it. Right. Have people come talk about it. That, like, yeah, it's almost like in a way, it's almost like, I, I'm, part of me is like, Jesus, does this guy do anything that happened before this time? You know, but it is, <laughs> but it's it also, you, right? it's all right. It's also a matter of playing to your strength and people, right. if they like what you are and they like what you do, they expect that from you, right. you know? Um, yeah, thanks for mentioning that show. I'm doing it at Main Stage Theater in St. Charles at Pheasant Run Resort on February 9th. Is it okay if I give it a plug? Of course. February 9th, course. TV and Me, it's called. It's about my experience watching television growing up and what I observed watching it and how I just got totally consumed by it. And I do a lot of voices in the show. And stuff. We'd love tickets. Yeah. Oh, I'd love to, bring, to give them to you. Yeah. You guys are so young, you'd be like, what the hell is he even talking about? <laughs> right. But you watch reruns, you know yeah. what I'm talking yeah. about. You want to talk Cubs? Sure. 
right. That's, I, um, I was going to throw a line at you. You've been called the most pessimistic Cubs fan mm-hmm. ever. <laughs> <laughs> I would, I, after my mom passed away, I took over that role yeah. because she was. And that's where I learned it. Like my mom would like, I think she prepared herself for them to lose every game so that she'd either be happy or right. right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> One of those things would satisfy her. Sure. So you would be like, um, oh, look, Mom, they're winning. Yeah? Well, just wait. <laughs> That's what she would say, like her whole life. You know, and if you're like, hey, did you see the Cubs? They, they destroyed the Phillies yesterday. They beat them like 14 to 1. Yeah? Well, tomorrow they'll lose 1 to nothing. <laughs> like she had these built-in lines for everything. And I remember she, she died in uh, 2015, so she never got to see the world, the win the World yeah. Series. Yeah. So, like, I'm, I, I always say this to my niece. My niece was very close to my mom. And I say, like, I channel her. Like, I know everything she would say in every situation, even though she's gone. So, like, after the Cubs won, I could tell you exactly what she would have said. I'd be like, Mom, did you see that the Cubs won the World Series? Yeah? Well, they almost didn't. (laughs) (laughs) That's what a Ben Hurd response. Right. Because the guy tied it. Yeah. Oh, Rajay yeah. Davis hit the yeah, 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 yeah. Well, they almost yeah, no. didn't. Left Chapman in too long. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. <laughs> but they did win. <laughs> right. They almost blew it. <laughs> Chris Bryant almost fell down. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. He almost didn't get that throw. upward right. after it left his hand. But that's where I get it from. That was, and, and you know what? I used to hate that she would do that. And I would stick up for him. I'm like, he doesn't suck. He's saved his last... 13 times out he's he's converted the set you know but now i'm the guy doing it and my kids i can see my kids are like i don't even want to talk to you about yeah. the cubs anymore right. like it's ruining right. it right. it's ruining that what would should be a especially since they've been so good the last few years mm-hmm. ruins the experience because now i'm being that guy to, right. to my kids yeah, it's hard though yeah it's tradition yeah right it's tradition if you were a cubs fan yeah. any time before the world Series. to be a right. jaded yes. yeah hour. it never went and i'd be like I, I told you they were gonna blow that one he's like you say it every game right yeah, but and that's right. the same stuff I used to say to my mom. Oh man! But I love them. What would I do without the Cubs? Well, we've uh, we've pretty much run out of questions. So, what else you got? Mm, wooden shoes. We we didn't really talk about wooden shoes at all. We didn't. My collection of wooden shoes. <laughs> How many you got? I've got a whole room full of them. Really? Yeah. Some are from Hol- imported from Holland. Some mm. of them I made myself. And a couple of them that I don't have matches for are decorative planters in my yard. Oh, interesting. Please yeah. tell me you're lying. I am I would make that. It's <laughs> totally, it's the only thing I think of. And like, why would I sell it? Like when you said, what else have you got? And I said, wooden shoe. I don't even know why Where'd I said wooden from? shoe. Right. Yeah. But it's all part of the game. That's right. How much can we can we riff about wooden shoes in a, in a minute? You got anything uh, else about well, wooden shoes? wooden Ross? shoes. Let me, I've never worn them. I wouldn't. I, some people would call them clogs. Mm-hmm. Did we talk about Russell B. Johnson? Wouldn't was a pun, but yeah. Well, let's wouldn't. talk about oh, Russell B. I Johnson. Just got it. Um, I will. I'll tell you about Russell B. Johnson. He was in, every time we watched films in school, there was a a narrator who would talk like this. And when I was a sophomore in high school, we had driver's ed, and part of it was the simulators. You would all everybody sit in a classroom. Did you have those, or were, were no. they done? By no, the they were so stupid. I've Sad. seen it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, classroom full of dashboards right. and yeah. steering wheels. You read about it in the encyclopedia? <laughs> yeah. So um, and there, I saw it in the reference room at school. <laughs> yeah. So, But he would like, prepare to enter traffic. Check left, check right. Notice the obstacles in your way. You know, And I just remembered his voice. And um, it seemed like he narrated every film. So that's right. where that became. And then when I started doing stuff here, 
he he got a face, you know, like with the right. old school glasses and the skinny yeah. tie and the mm-hmm. slick back hair. And um, but this is a, this is how he got his name. Russell Johnson was the professor on Gilligan's Island, right? Okay. So when I went and I was 16 and I went and get, took my test to get my driver's license, the guy who gave me the test looked just like the professor from <laughs> Gilligan's Island. Like I can't even concentrate on taking this test and give because the guy looks just like the professor. And then he started talking and he's like, uh, prepare to enter traffic. Like he talked and I'm like, this guy sounds like the guy on the thing. Right. And he so, saw, so I said, when I created the character, I'm like, I'll call him Russell Johnson, but there's already a Russell Johnson. Yeah. So for them both to be in the union, he's got to have a little bit of a different name. Right. So I made him Russell B. Johnson, <laughs> thinking of like Ann B. Davis from, yeah. from the Brady Bunch. She probably had to put the B in there because there was probably an Ann Davis in, in, the, in the union, you know, and uh, SAG. Isn't that stupid? That, it, that, so that this, much thought went into that, the name of the This game. all came out of high school driver's ed. High school driver's ed. And the, the guy who that, gave me my test to pack, get my license. The thing that strikes me about Russell B. Johnson was I think, like, I, I grew up watching WGN. I remember seeing those and thinking to myself, like, I never thought you were doing the bit. I just thought they were old. Yeah. Because <laughs> no, no, it's no. so convincing. <laughs> and then there's shots of you in black and white standing like, ooh. Right. Yes. And you're yeah. like, you're like, okay, well, that wait, that's Mike. And yeah. then it's like getting to know you. <laughs> I'm not I'm not afraid to admit it, but it's like getting to know you. Then I was like, oh, wow, That's okay. the guy. He, he tricked you. And created this person. He, oh. he totally he did tricked you. Oh, that's cool. You. Yeah. Huh. You, it sounds like you're pretty good at your job then. Well, I have fun at my job, and I love that it that I, it's such a un, an unbelievable creative outlet. You know that I can come in here even before they really knew me well. I could present things, and nobody said, "Let me have a look at it first. Right. Let me decide what." Go-. No one ever to this day has ever done that. You know, no one's ever asked yeah. to see something yeah. before I did it. They do that with us too. I it's think just that's unbelievable. What makes it unique. They yeah. just build. We just built so much trust here. Right. Like. Right. Y- I know that you can do what we hired you to do. Right. And I just love exactly. that feeling like nobody's over your shoulder. Right. And it's also delegating saying we hired you to, to do things that are funny and creative on the show. Yep. Um, so we're trusting you to it. We don't think that we know it better than you. Do. Right. Well, Mike, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for sitting down with that us. Was, this is fun. State your name after the tone, and Google Voice will try to reach. WGN voicemail. Yeah, this is Cletus Murdoch. Uh, I watch Channel 9 all the time, and uh, I, I write poetry. And I would be uh, real happy if uh, you let me write a poem about you. Call me back. Hello. Cletus, Brian, say. Oh, Brian, how you doing? Cletus Cherokee Lee Murdaugh is 87 years old. He's been watching WGN since the 40s. Late last year, he called us a couple of times and left some voicemails. He asked to write a poem about us, so I called him up, and he told me he's written quite a few poems. As of today, I've got 8,283 poems. What do you write about? Yeah, well, I write about the weather, and I write about things that's happening in Chicago and around Chicago. I write about people. I write about people's birthdays, and I write about all of the uh, people's anniversaries. I write about holidays. I write about the Cubs and the Sox and the Bears 
Chicago uh, um, teams is what I write about mostly. And a lot of times I can, I'll see a bird. Where I live is two large trees out in front of my house, and sometimes I'll be sitting in my swing out front on my front porch, and I'll see a bird up in a tree. I'll come in the house and I'll write a poem about the bird. Cletus doesn't see very well nowadays, so he couldn't read the poem he'd written. When he sits down to write, he has a helper. I wanted him to read the poem he'd written for us. He said I could go ahead and read it for him. Here it goes. I've enjoyed watching Channel 9 on the 8 o'clock news. Larry Potash and Robin Baumgarten drives away all my blues. With Paul Conrad giving the weather, and in his own special way, plus Sarah Ginger doing the traffic, they've all made my day. Pat Tomasulo is doing the sports. He is really good at that and knows what he's talking about when he steps up to bat. Dean Richards on entertainment, and he knows his stuff. You could always depend on him if the going gets rough. And last, we have got Anna Balaval, the lady around town. Now, if you want the latest news, they don't let you down. They are a credit to their profession in more ways than one. If you don't believe what I told you, turn them on. You will see. If anyone should ask who told you, tell them. Cherokee Lee. I believe in giving credit where credit is due. And those people, they certainly have a lot of credit coming because they, uh, they really fill the day for people and they tell the people exactly what's happening. It's just good, nice listening to them. Cletus and I talked on the phone about once a week for two months before I put this piece together. He's not just a poet, he's a comedian. This duck went into a store one time, a grocery store, and he asked the manager... He says, do you have any grapes? And the manager says, no, we don't have any grapes. Well, the second day, the duck went back into the store again, and he asked the manager, he says, do you have any grapes? The manager says, no, we don't have grapes. The third day, the duck went back in the store again, and he asked the manager, do you have any grapes? The manager says, look, I have told you three times we do not have any grapes. He says, if you come in here one more time and ask me for grapes, I'm going to nail your feet to the floor. The next day, the duck comes in. He asks the manager, he says, do you have any nails? The manager says, no, we don't have any nails. The duck says, do you have any grapes? Well, Cletus, we really appreciate you tuning in, and thank you for calling in and writing that poem for us. Uh, it's really beautiful, and uh, it's touching, and thank you so much. Okay, well, listen, Brian, thank you for having me. I appreciate that, and uh, tell everyone there at the studio I said hello, and um, tell them to keep it under 100. What does that mean? <laughs> when they get on the road going home. Oh, sure. Keep it under 100. That's good advice. <laughs> I try to I try to use my own uh, judgment too. Sometimes you gotta go hundred. Yep, that's a big ten four there, good buddy. I just want to tell Courtney that I love her dress today. It's the 26th. 
9.45 a.m. Bye. Hey. Oh, I just wanted to wish you guys a happy new year, and I love the news. Hey, you guys got to stop messing with. Oh, man, something in my eye. Y'all got to stop messing with Robin, man. She, she's okay, man. But it's funny, though. I like it. Y'all pick on us like big brothers. That's what I do to my sister. Just like to say, you guys do an incredible job. God bless y'all. Have a great show. WGN. Just wondering, is Lauren Jiggets still employed by WGN Morning News? I just want to say, WGN family, you all are hilarious. Y'all have me and my family laughing from 4 o'clock this morning all up to 9, oh, close to 10. Y'all keep us laughing and keep on making us laugh. Y'all better than me going to a comedy show or anything. Y'all some beautiful people. I just want y'all to know that. Well, that's it for episode five. To the caller asking about Lauren Jiggets. Yes, Lauren still works here. She had a baby last month, so she'll be out for a little while. To everybody else, thank you for watching. You've been listening to the world's greatest newspaper television podcast. A.K.A. WGN TVP for short. Yeah, for short. Until next time, tune in to Channel 9. stop doing that sorry you're gonna have to stop doing it don't tell me one two three four check check one two check check testing one two check check testing one two check testing testing check one two very good i used to work at a banquet center and there was a guy setting up doing a sound check and that's how he talked and he said check check testing one two check testing one check 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 testing one two he did it for like three minutes check check testing one two check testing